So we're we're recording now. This is another on the road episode, sort of. I mean, we're in Los Angeles, but we don't have a permanent residence, so we're doing this around a table and hoping for the best. Call open, yay! Uh, uh um, we've had some. Get your cold over. cut opens cold right cut. here. Ew. That's gross. Uh, good job, John. What's uh, <laughs> what's your what's your favorite? Part of Los Angeles. Uh, this guy's made out of cotton candy here. That's okay. Well, that's Colin? It's disgusting. Uh, it's sticky. It's, Everything it's, sucks. It's, it's, it feels incredible. Jesse? Um, all the all the hot babes and booze and beer. And beef. And beef. And, and beef. boxer shorts. And boxer shorts. Buttholes. My favorite part is all those Jawas. Jawas? Jawas. Wow. Jawas? Okay. <laughs> that are in Los Angeles. The Jawas. Jawas? You're making words, kind of. I'm just going to go ahead and roll the intro. Welcome to Bracket, the only show where we take a bunch of shit. We... Oh, I fucked up. I can't do this with that. Uh, Welcome to Bracket, the only show where we take a bunch of shit and face it off against another bunch of shit to see what the best shit really is. I'm your host, Cullen Jennings, and joining me today is John Abbott. That's me. Uh, I'm John, and I'm not a Jawa. (laughs) And don't forget about Jesse Knowles. Uh, Hey, it's me. I am the Jesse you're looking for. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. And uh, Eminem, creator of episode six. Ooh. I guess. Well, yeah, um, I'm going to give you episode six. I like five uh, better, but I'll take it. This five's the best one. Uh, episode six, uh, Greg Mercer. Hi, I'm Greg Mercer, uh, and upon activation, I immediately murdered all of my creators. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> just like R2-D2. I assessed them. Yeah, yes, just like R2. <laughs> I assessed them as a threat and then went beep boop and slaughtered them. And, and took over Mech S3. Go ahead. And this week's special guest from the Noise FM, Barry Kidd. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining Thanks for us. Choice. I'm ex- yeah. yeah, I'm excited to settle this uh, this bracket out because we were talking about all. it when you guys were passing through town. Like it's, I'm interested to see what comes out on top. Actually, thank right. you very much for letting us stay at your place. Yes, yes. Also, yeah. you got a rare like look that most guests don't have at making the bracket. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm behind the scenes. I I, I got the knowledge now. All right, so we're going to jump into the 16 best Star Wars vehicles. We're going to go ahead and start right away with round one in Group A, the Millennium Falcon versus the Pod Racer. In Group B, we have the AT-AT versus the AT-ST. In Group C, we have the Star Destroyer versus the Tauntaun. In Group D, we have the Landspeeder versus the Naboo Starfighter. In Group E, we have the X-Wing versus the Speeder Bike. In Group F, we have Snow Speeder versus the A-Wing. And in Group G, we have the TIE Fighter versus the Sandcrawler. And in Group H, Slave 1 versus the Y-Wing. And uh, so, yeah, let's see who's in the hot seat first. Oh, yeah. I oh, i got to pull that up. Here. I got it right here. Jesse, Colin got it. All right. Hold Roll on, it up, hold baby. On, hold on. And it looks like I have to vote first this week <laughs> on all of the uh, great, and great every round. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. All right, so right away, round one, uh, Group A, Millennium Falcon versus the Pod Racer. Who cares to take a stab at it? So the most iconic ship of 
the original trilogy versus the pod racer. probably the most iconic <laughs> ship of the prequels, right? Yeah. Uh, they they made a game centered around pod racers. They made multiple games centered There's around no Millennium racers. Falcon game. Uh, is there? Mm, no, not really. You can play as a Millennium Falcon in, like, uh, what was it Shadows of the Empire, the 64 yeah. version? If you did, like, some weird code, you could play as a uh, Millennium Falcon. Right. Yeah. But that's the I, only game I remember back in the day. I will say, um, I'm not too crazy about a lot of the... Uh, well, I'm not too crazy about the Millennium Falcon in general. Uh, but I... <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, honest, honest, honest to God, that might have the coolest turret in any ship I've ever seen. The Millennium Falcon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That thing has a kick-ass turret. It's got a, it's got a kick-ass everything. Everything about it's cool. I mean, yeah, because it's got the turret up top and the one on, on like on the two sides of it. Because that's why you get uh, Luke and uh, Han kind of looking at each other and yeah, don't get cocky, kid. And everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a cool shape inside. Like uh, it looks badass on the outside, but it also looks really cool on the inside. I mean, it, it looks a little bit like a frisbee on the outside. Let's 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 be honest. I don't. Oof. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the whole everyone point. Listens, of the Millennium Falcon's design is that it looks like a piece of junk. Yeah, that is but true. Not that's that's, that's, the I mean, ships, that's several times. The ship's overall design is not a piece of junk. It looks like a piece of junk because it's been maintained in like a junker kind of way. He's got like parts sticking on that weren't originally there. He's like cramming wires together. Well, and as we've seen in the trailers for the new movie, they've even replaced the radar dish. Right. Which is cool. No, um, it's not. That radar dish rules. <laughs> It rules both ways. It's the one's the, like big circle, and then this one's like a. I think it's cool. Whatever. Uh, Pod racers. Here's the thing. I think everyone listening right now is like, how would these idiots ever vote for anything other than Millennium Falcon? Yeah, it's kind of you know tough. And they're not wrong. It's a great ship. Pod racers, pretty cool. I love pod racers. I love. Them. It's the best part of that movie. Is the pod it racer really race? Like, it's let's, it's probably the best part of the new trilogy. Uh, yeah, I agree. I would, yeah, it was the one part that I didn't have a problem with. Like, I didn't dislike it in any way. It's just, it, and it's such a Star Wars thing. Here we are on an alien planet in space, but what we do for recreation is meld these giant, dangerous engines yeah, it's together. Rocket in, engines with like lassos made out of plasma. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's a pretty cool design. Yeah. If if I remember correctly, Barry. On my 14th birthday, I think oh, okay. you brought your 64 over, uh -huh. and we played that in Gauntlet Legends. Uh, I, I, that would sound about right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and vote for the Pod Racer. Wow. Oh. I, I love the Millennium Falcon, but I'm going to give a shot here. I, I legitimately love, like, one of my favorite things about the Pod Racers is how fragile they are. That is a cool aspect it of is, them. Like, it's dangerous to be a part of pod racing. Uh, and and the, the way that they're like they're not they're not stable at all. Exactly, they're they're rocket engines, but you just have to figure out how to yeah. harness. You take any sort of damage, that thing just falls apart. And it's it's cool. It's dangerous as hell, but it's a really cool thing. It's like a motorcycle, but you know, compared to a car, it's like a completely different sort of thing. It's like it's yeah. just dangerous just being on it. I'm a Millennium Falcon boat. All right. Can I got a question? Can just one person alone pilot the Millennium Falcon? Or do you need, like, a second person? He always has Chewie. He's always got Chewie. My thinking is you probably could operate it Because there's times where, like, he sends Chewie down into the heart of the ship to repair right. stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, but I assume yeah, there's, like, exactly. a cruise. 
Yeah, it's like, in space. Once they take off, like once. Yeah, I mean, going, yeah, you might not be able to do everything. Like <laughs> you're not gonna get, you're not gonna do the Kessel Run alone. No, <laughs> you can't take off. You can't uh, take off and landing. I imagine because it's a big shit. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I could see one person being in charge of it. Obviously, not in normal. But like, there's no way Han Solo could pilot think, a right. pod racer. Here's the he thing: he could never do it. I don't think you could like take off or land the Millennium Falcon alone. But I think you can maintain course alone. Okay, mm-hmm. kind of like a plane. Yeah. yeah. But Han Solo could not pilot a pod racer. We yeah. don't know what Han. Solo I don't think he could do he it. Can't. You don't think so? Anakin's the only human who could ever pod race. Why? Because he's got the four, he's got midichlorians out his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the whole thing. You just brought up a strong reason to vote against. Me. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Is that like they didn't believe humans had the the certain amount of perception needed to and to. Sebulba is awesome. Watto's uh, awesome. Watto's not awesome. Watto's great. Watto's a racist caricature. <laughs> he's like Italian. Watto? <laughs> Watto's like a Jewish stereotype. I haven't seen those movies since they came Watto's out. Watto's the slave uh, owner who was Hey, you know Where's what everyone's votes? Yeah. You know what isn't a racial right. stereotype? What? The Millennium Falcon. All right. Uh, Barry, where's your vote? They don't even but, pronounce uh, Falcon it's, right. It's, yeah, it's no no question for me, Millennium Falcon. Like, it's, you know, the Padres should put up a good fight, but one of them has a hyperdrive. One of them doesn't. That alone, you're done. <laughs> John, where's your vote? I love pod racing. <laughs> I love pod racing so much. It's two to one in favor of Millennium Falcon right now. But I'm going to give it to the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, right, you can't. Well, I'm going to vote pod racer, but Millennium Falcon moves on. Uh, All right. Millennium Falcon knocks out the pod racer three to two. We got the ATAT versus the ATST. Um, ATAT has kind of a lazy face. ATSD kind of has an angry face. <laughs> That's a good Here's point. The, I, I just think the ATAT is like impractical. Like, why would you yeah. build this four-legged? It's so slow. Like you just it, trip it, it, and it's basically built to you be not. Trip good. it, yeah. You trip it, and it's over. Like I think it's more or less like fear. Yeah, it's meant to. If it rolls around like, the corner, you're like, no. It's meant to evoke like the war elephants and stuff. And how many mm-hmm. people like? I also think it's supposed to be like it's it's meant for killing humans walking on the ground. It's not meant for warfare. It's yeah, it's a, it's a terrible about that. Vehicle. I my thinking is it's not so much a mode of transportation as like a moving fortress. With filled with soldiers. Yeah, it's yeah, got like, dudes in it. Troop transport sort of yeah. situation. Yeah, it's sort of APC. Um I, ATST run like an ostrich and that's pretty cool. I used to so growing up uh, my friends and I would call them chicken walkers. Yeah, they're, they're yeah chicken that's walkers. the nickname. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I didn't know where that came from. Yeah, that's the actual nickname. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing about the ATAT though, is that it's basically made for the the snow speeder to, to tie its legs and <laughs> yeah, do a exactly. cool little ship thing. I mean, as cool and intimidating as it is, it's probably one of the best Star Wars toys you can own. That's what I was that's what I was gonna get at. I had like three different versions yeah. that were just bigger. Each one sequentially yeah. larger. And man, I mean so that's cool. the thing. It does it. In, in Dan Harmon's words, it's kind of a, a Monopoly guy. Mm-hmm. It exists to set up this scene so that you can knock it over. Mm-hmm. Um, in the new Star Wars Battlefront, if you're playing against it, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. so they, they fixed that. They fixed it, yeah. How does it, how does it play? What does it do? You don't do anything. It just follows so, uh, up and tears everything Technically, up. you uh-huh. can go into it and shoot out the turrets, but you don't need to control it. You just yeah. shoot the turrets So out. it has, like, auto turrets that are just destroying everything below? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just moves. Imagine... 
piloting that thing because like you can't effectively turn with it. Right. All you can do is turn the head. You but that's why it's so big. You don't need to. Like, you Wait, just so put it on what's the, the point of piloting an ATAT if you're just gonna just like okay, go straight? Uh for the toy alone, ATAT. <laughs> that's an ATAT vote. I'm gonna go ATST. Oh. Uh, I'm an ATST too, because you see how those Ewoks take care of them? Well, yes. that, you might make me change my vote because ATAT took a whole rebel squadron to take down no, one. No, it took one ship. Well, it's a, well, it, With they, were, pilot, no, they were getting their shit wrong. Look, I know oh, everyone yeah. hates yeah. the Muppets in Return of the Jedi, but they, they beat it through, like, Jesse, I won an Emmy for that movie, and even <laughs> I'm not sold. <laughs> I was nominated. Nominated. <laughs> It's an honor just to be nominated. Um, right. Where's it's it's one to one A T A T A T S D right now. Yeah. John, I, Jesse. Bear, go ahead. Bear, oh yeah, I would say I'm gonna go with A T A T. Just it's the Battle of Hoth is probably one of my favorite sequences in yeah. well, all the movies. Are there too. And all of the ATSDs are there. It's just the big thing is that you see them out on the horizon, just kind of you know the the coming right. doom. It's, a, it's a fear tactic. Like, the Battle of Hoth is incredible, but like. I think it's incredible for what the snowspeeder does rather than what the ATAT looks like. Um, an ST vote. Tied up. I am also an ST vote. Whoa, ST goes through. All right, the ATST knocks out the ATAT. Three to two. Star These Destroyer. These are gross. <laughs> it's yeah. been very close. We got the Star Destroyer versus the Tauntaun. Uh, this is a pizza tough ship. One. <laughs> uh, the pizza ship with. It does have two orbs at the top? I don't know. It has, it has like a command deck. Yeah. Command deck. Uh, that oh, thing had like deck. a tractor beam that could pull ships in underneath it. So, without question, like, the reason that the trailers for Episode 7 have been better than the entirety of the prequels is that one shot mm-hmm. of the Crash Star Destroyer. That's the hottest shit that's ever been on film. <laughs> I, I think technically that's not... Just a Star Destroyer? It's like the bigger version of a Star Destroyer, which has a name, but I don't Star... remember. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Star... Something. Anyway. Star City Game. It's not important. Uh, a Star Destroyer is like your... It's like a big pirate ship in space. It's like a... It's like a big military command. It's like a naval command deck yes. out in space. It's, yeah. it's also a fear tactic by design because it's so huge, but also I don't really see the practicality of it. Well, save for the Death Star, it's pretty much the biggest ship in the It houses Atlanta. everyone. Right. Yeah. It's it's a floating battle station, much the way that like the ATAT is a walking battle and station. And there's a bunch of them. Don't exactly. don't discredit that there's one. Yeah. That's all fine and good. An A Wing that was already gonna blow up beat a Star Destroyer. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Crashed into it. Yeah, that's all it takes. You leave your cockpit out literally perched up on top of the thing. Like here I am. To be fair, to be fair, you're saying that, but the only Tauntaun we saw used also died. Uh, you, Star Destroyers don't have personalities. You can sleep in either of these vehicles. That's true. <laughs> uh, only one of them is a Muppet. Yep. And one of them is an excellent Halloween costume. <laughs> the Star Destroyer. <laughs> uh, Tauntauns make cool noises. They smell very bad, apparently. Uh, saved Luke's life. No other ship on this list can say that. Well, his trusty X-wing, I suppose. Yeah, the X-wing didn't some work. It didn't save him. R two save saved him. him. R two while in the X-wing. R two is the hero of the entire series. <laughs> uh, yeah, even when he killed the his little masters. droid that could. I appreciate it. Star Destroyer. 
Your Star Destroyer vote? Yeah. It is worth terrifying. mentioning that, like, the Star Destroyer was the icon of terror. It's up the until first the thing you see. Exactly. It is Star. the first, it, besides after the scroll, it's the first image of Star Wars. That reminds me of that ship that they're, cha- that they're chasing in that first shot that looks like it's just a it's like giant the, hand with ten fingers the on it. The Alderaan yeah. ship. That goofy looking thing. Uh, where are votes? Um, you know, I'm a Star Destroyer vote. John? Uh, Whenever you're ready. That's <laughs> tough. I I would rather be all comfy cozy hanging out in a Star Destroyer. I, I don't like be all comfy cozy in the inner. I don't. Of a I don't like riding horses. I don't think I'd like riding a tauntaun. Barry, where you at? I, I, mean, I got to go with tauntaun. Really? Yeah. It's. I mean, again, I, I I agree that the Star Destroyer is kind of iconic when it comes to visually, but. But I've also seen them just, you know, just get destroyed in the easiest ways, and they never mm. really make an impact other than a visual one. They're they're all show, no substance. They look very Tom cool, Tom. but you're right. We don't see them do much. Um, John, am I correct in that you are a Star Destroyer? I'm going to go Star Destroyer. Uh, me too. <laughs> it's four to one. All right. Star Destroyer knocks out Tauntaun four to one. Landspeeder versus the Naboo Starfighter. So the Naboo Starfighter, besides pod racers, yeah. the coolest ship, probably one of the coolest things about the prequels. That thing is a very is cool sleek design. as hell. It's very, it absolutely sets up like the visual style of the prequels as saying, this is different from the Star Wars that you know. Yeah. Which, but, for better or worse. Yeah. It, 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 they have a better, like, they look more maintained than most of the ships in the in the original trilogy, which makes They're, sense because the rebels are not existent at this yeah, point. Yeah, and Naboo kind of, it seems like a society of like big riches, like Amidala dresses yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, it's you don't have to disagree. With you got fashion. chrome all over that ship. <laughs> exactly. Land speeder. Luke's looks convertible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got those three pods on the back. Mm-hmm. It's hoopty. Uh, yeah, it's it's neat. He and Obi Wan go cruising for babes. I mean, <laughs> stormtroopers. Uh, and they say these aren't. This is. They do a force trick. I know that they park that thing at one point. Does that actually rest on the ground? I think. Well, when it's going, it levitates. Yeah, when it's driving, I understand that it levitates. Hover, but. Uh, when they park it, does it sit on the ground? I think it lowers to the ground. I don't know. Why would you want to get out of it? That's like... That's how you travel in the desert. To step out of. You'd have to stand up before getting out of it. It doesn't have doors, that's true. You just (laughs) climb into it. (laughs) Uh, Naboo Starfire. It's a tiny little bed floating through the desert. It's a cool look. It is a cool look. I do like the land speeder. And it's the only Star Wars Lego set I had. Was do you think speeder. you need a license to drive a land speeder? No, or is not it with, like, especially with Luke's. Like, yeah. I'm going to say like, you don't need a license to drive anything on Tatooine. Oh, no, no, no. I think one of those engines on Luke's land speeder was exposed. The Jawas have got to have a license for the sand crawl. The Jawas are like an indigenous culture. What are you talking about? But they have a business. They sell droids out of that thing. People are issuing licenses on Tatooine? All of Tatooine. There's barely... There's no bureaucracy I know whatsoever. The whole place is the Old West. Uh, (laughs) They're working on sheriff. I'm going to also go Naboo Starfighter. Uh, I'm also a Naboo Starfighter. Oh, wow. I, I'm also going to go with Naboo Starfighter on this one. Wow, is that uh, three for Naboo Starfighter? That's four. four. Jiminy. That's just uh, you. 
Fine, I'll make it a sweep. Oh! We got a Naboo Starfighter sweep, knocking out the Landspeeder. Five to nothing. Here's the thing. I kind of really like Naboo. Mm. Yeah, we'll go back to it. Uh, X-Wing <laughs> versus uh, Speedrike. Ooh. I mean, calling you on These the are probably two of my favorite, like, just of the series against the- each other. The, the the speeder bike, while really cool, it's probably the most dangerous vehicle yeah. ever. Well, yeah. pod racers like they're sensitive. Okay, yeah, that's now that I think about it. Everything. Why couldn't a human pilot a pod racer if they could just jump on a speeder bike and dodge through the forest like I that? I think the implication is pod racers are even faster than speeder. Oh, bikes. way way faster. That's what I'm saying. I think everything cool about the speeder bike you do on a pod racer. But the thing is, everything you do on the speeder bike is. In indoor. I don't. I don't think <laughs> speeder bikes were made for the intention for you to ride it on the moon of Endor yeah. <laughs> through a forest. You don't drive a motorcycle through a forest. That honest. That's like one of my favorite sequences in Star Wars. It's that's wild. A, it's, it's visually awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it John sucks Williams. that it's about to get buried by the X-wing. The X-wing is my vote. Not even a chance. <laughs> Sorry, speeder bike. I'm not that big a fan of the X-wing. X-wing crazy. crazy. The, cool, the only cool awesome. thing the X-wing does is folds its wings. And, and great. destroy the Death Star. Yeah, that's also part of it. I, I think the Y-Wing is cooler. I'm an X-Wing vote. Did you Did you already vote? Yeah. Yeah, you said X-Wing. Oh, yeah, X-Wing? Okay. I'm a speeder bike vote. Oh, no. John, be don't be one. like that. Hey, Barry. Let's Barry, go. where's Barry? Uh, what's happening? It's two to one in favor of X-Wing right now. All right. I think, for me, it's one of those things. Both of them, like I said, these are my two favorite, probably, of the series. Wow. Like, they're it's they're both so necessary, but I see so many. When I was a kid, I wanted a speeder bike more than anything, so I didn't really care for an like an X wing, even like an X wing toy or anything. I loved loved the movies, but I never wanted one speeder bike for me. That's two to two. It's tied up. It is worth pointing out that like um, it is worth pointing out that like the X wing will always be iconic of Star Wars, and the speeder bike will not. Uh, so who who hasn't voted? That'd be you, wouldn't it? No, I, I voted for X Wing. I haven't voted. Oh. I need a vote. I'm gonna go X Wing. It has uh, to be X Wing. It's gotta be. All right. Mm. Close voting. X Wing knocks out the speeder bike three to two. We got the snow speeder versus the A Wing. So I've really liked the A Wing. I've really liked the A Wing's design. I think it's sleek. It's compact. I like small ships that do small roles like that. Um, Snowspeeder might be one of my favorite Star Wars vehicles. Yeah. I, both of these are vehicles that if I could buy for me personally to have and fly in, I would choose either one of these. One of the coolest things about like Star Wars vehicles, especially in the original trilogy, is that like there's spots on it that you can look at and be like, oh, this is how they maintained it. And the Snowspeeder has all sorts of spots on it like that. Uh, just like the X-Wing and the Y-Wing. A-Wing, not so much. Uh, and I think it's mostly because, like, A-Wing actually has a paint job, and a lot of these vehicles don't. It doesn't yeah. look like trash. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not meant... It's not normally meant for battle. It's meant for, like, cargo. Uh, I don't care about the A-Wing at all. So, mm. I don't care at all, even a little bit. They don't have a big role in the... In the yeah, they don't get a moment. Yeah. Well, they they get a moment to take think, out a star destroyer. I think they're just triangles. I don't I don't really <laughs> care. Oh, uh, they're called the interceptor. Okay, so, that's great. Uh, that's they're like vote. the rebel version of a type. You're an A wing vote. I I am an A wing vote. Mm. 
I'm a snowspeeder vote because it's better than an A-wing, at least. Uh, I am also a snowspeeder vote because it's kind of like Top Gun on a snow planet. There you go. That's a cool uh, point. Uh, out of the two, I'm also going to go with snowspeeder. Wow, it's, there it is. I'm, I'm again, Battle of Hoth, it's, it's, the other, it's the other half of the AT-AT, which didn't See, make the cut, but... Snowspeeder was one of my favorite toys that mm-hmm. I had as a kid. Uh, the the first I, Star Wars toy I had was an A-Wing. I like so, that A-Wing, though. But good, I'm glad you do. <laughs> All right, Snowspeeder sweeps... Or, well, no, it's a sweep. Uh, four to one at the A-Wing. TIE Fighter versus Sandcrawler. So Sandcrawler is one of the only like unaligned ships on this list. I think it's such a cool design. It's this massive, crazy monolith. I know the TIE Fighter's going to win. Just give me a <laughs> I think it's such a cool, like, it's just this massive, weird, like, not even, it's center of gravity super high up. It's shaped weird. It looks like it's straight out of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so into the look of the Sandcrawler. The Sandcrawler specifically is that thing that the Jawas had. They were driving through Tatooine. You also like it because it's got a bunch of robots in it. <laughs> it does got a bunch of robots in it. That's important to me. <laughs> Um, if someone would like to do the TIE Fighter part, feel free. Uh, it screams. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the best noises in all movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a good sound design, I'll give you that. It's uh, small. So. It's compact. Yeah. yeah. Super small. It's basically a cockpit. And what, are the, what is the point of the wings? Like, don't they serve something? Mm. Well, I mean, Other you than need balance? Them. Yeah. <laughs> you do need them. Of course you need them. They're solar uh, panels. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I get that. If you're piloting around stars. I will say... Uh, it's the Star Wars, Jesse. I think TIE Fighters look kind of dumb in atmosphere. I think they work in space, mm-hmm. but yes. I think when you get them flying over land, totally it looks a disagree. little silly. looks a little silly. No. No way. No way. Uh, easy TIE Fighter vote. Sorry, Zancrawler. Um, You know what? I think... I think I'm a sandcrawler boat. Yeah. Wow. Me too. I'm TIE Fighter. I knew it. Barry? It's down to yeah. you, Barry. You gotta you gotta go TIE Fighter. Uh, you know, the, the Jawa Astrovan is, you know. <laughs> I think nice it's great to make this all, list. Not worth I, keeping it. The I, TIE I think is, is the other half not, of the X Wing. There isn't a more perfect, like, cannon fodder ship than the TIE Fighter, though. <laughs> exactly. The it thing is, can take one shot and it's gone. It is the stormtrooper of ships. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Tie Fighter knocks out Stancrawler three two. Slave one versus the Y wing. This is not a. I'm not even going to go into it. Boba Fett listen, ship. Slave one. Boat. Listen, listen. I Y wing is my favorite alliance ship. Ugh. Uh, Boba Fett is like the one Star Wars character I legitimately don't get why everyone loves him because he looks cool. But the Slave one is a kick ass ship. The Slave One owns. I think the Y-Wing looks goofy. I'm a Slave One vote. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have to be a Slave One vote, too. It's like, it's like if you don't John know what the Barry. Slave One looks like, look at it, and then look at it in action. Look at it parked, and then look at it piloting it. You I mean, gotta do that. We'll, we'll, we'll be talking about the Slave One okay. next round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We'll just, uh, you know, the Y-Wing doesn't look like it was even finished. Like, they were just like, eh, close enough, <laughs> send it out the door, go fight. It's got a so. job to do, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 that, John Barry were votes. Uh, the slave one might be the best part of episode two. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess it was an episode. It's in two. there. Well, yeah. I keep forgetting Django. It's such Fett a small thing. Yeah, I'm not saying Django's the best part. 
Yeah, I'm sleeve one all the way. You sleeve one. Sleeve one. It's a sweet. Sleeve one. Sorry, wing. Sorry, Y wing. You got swept by the sleeve one. Five to nothing. <laughs> all right. We've got the Millennium Falcon versus the ATST. Star Destroyer versus the Naboo Starfighter. The X-Wing versus the Snowspeeder, and the TIE Fighter versus the Slave One. So, Millennium Falcon versus the ATST. This is a really interesting setup because it's a it's definitely like a a ground ship that is based entirely in like bipedal movement versus a huge like lumbering spaceship that can barely maneuver on a planet. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a Cadillac versus like uh, a pogo stick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I got a lot to say about either of these two. I, it might be more fun to take an ATST out for an afternoon, yeah. like run around the city block in an ATST. I think yeah. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon represents the most romantic idea of Star Wars. Just the idea of like it. It's the best ship to go on an adventure with. Yeah, I mean the idea of like let's go out into space and fuck some shit up. Yeah. But yeah. playing in Star Wars Battlefront when one when you see an ATST, you're like, I'm so excited. I gotta kill that thing, I gotta kill it. And uh sorry, ATST is my vote. I did not expect oh, wow. that. Uh this might be the most I've ever rallied behind the Millennium Falcon. I'm a Millennium Falcon vote. I understand. So what yeah, is that? One, I, one and one right now? Yes, tied at one currently. Chicken Walker. Chicken Walker. It is a chicken walker. The thing is, I think my favorite thing about the Millennium Falcon is like being on it rather than piloting it. I'm not that crazy about piloting it. I like the idea of like shooting turrets on it, and I like the idea of like lounging around on play it. space chess on <laughs> play there. Space chess. Rain That's not fun because you're never gonna win. Walker. That's true. Rain, sleet, or snow. You rain, sleet, or snow. Does not matter where you're at. I don't know if rain, sleet, or snow affects the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Here's some. I'm gonna go. ATS you don't know. I would much rather like. I'm. I'm Millennium Falcon. John I'm running down the street. John convinced me. Like I would spending a day in the ATST seems like the coolest thing you could do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Millennium Falcon. Like though. that scene from Goldeneye with the tank, except with an ATST. Yes, yes, that would be the most brilliant idea. The difference between that is that like the Millennium Falcon is rocky and like imperfect, but it can like you can lounge around on it. You can't lounge around on an ATST because that thing's lumbering all over the place. You have to sit down on a seatbelt. No. Otherwise, you're flying all over the place in there. You can't let anything sit. It's a one-person center. Barry, where is your vote? It has to go with with Millennium Falcon based off of the fact that it's got that 3D hologram, like, chess, weird chess game in the back. It does have weird chess. All right. Millennium Falcon takes up the ATST. 3-2. Star Destroyer versus the Naboo Starfighter. Boy, that's tough. Uh, Yeah. Colin's shaking his head. You <laughs> gave a vote, no. go for it. Star Destroyer. Sorry, Naboo Starfighter's really cool looking. But again, the iconic imagery of the Star Destroyer, it's named the Star Destroyer. They can't even do that. The Naboo, Starfighter, <laughs> the Naboo Starfighter it's, it's is very bluff. sleek. <laughs> the Naboo Starfighter is very sleek. It's very cool looking. Uh, what has it done that's like any different from an A-Wing? Look cool. Why? Why? Why are you? Why are you crapping on the A wing? It already got Look, knocked out. I like the A wing. I'm just saying, like, what has the Naboo Starfighter done? It looks cool. And it can park it and said, "Oh, uh, if if the greatest Star Wars prophet, Weird Al, said, little shot, little hotshot flew his plane and saved the day." So there you go. <laughs> That's what the Naboo Starfighter. It looks cool. Said. That's. But, but again, if you're saying cool, that wrecked Star Destroyer in the new trailer. Sorry, it's cooler. I'm a Star Destroyer vote. I'm going to give one to that Naboo Starfighter. Barry, where you at? 
I got it. I feel like again the Star Destroyer icon situation, but I've never seen it do anything. And even like the way the 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 laser guns on the like the blasters or whatever on the Starfighter sounded awesome when he was just like flying around the popping droids with it just a satisfying sound and effect and it it looked like it was just pretty much a flying gun so <laughs> i gotta go with naboo starfighter god it's tied up it's down to me uh shit i mean the argument that we've never really seen the star destroyer do anything is a strong argument but it is just like you couldn't design a more imperial looking thing. You haven't do you, seen it yeah. do anything because like imagine seeing a battleship on the ocean. Of course it's lumbering and huge, but you don't want to get near it. It's the same thing with the Star Destroyer. It's lumbering and huge, and you, if it looks at you in any direction, you're fucked. Unless there's a really good argument for Naboo Starfighter, I think I'm going to start. Do Destroyer. Star Destroyers land? Is there somewhere where they no. park those? Things? I, there's, I think no. there's like docks for them. There, there was there, one in the Death Star. Right? Well, there's, there's, there's some in the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to go Star Destroyer because it's meant to be its own environment, and that's wild to me. All right. Star Destroyer takes out Naboo Starfighter 3 to 2. X Wing versus Snowspeeder. Oof. This is no Come question on. for me. Yeah, this, isn't, this isn't hard. X, baby. Snowspeeder. I'm going X Wing. Snow speeder, come on. X Wing is for me. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I'm going to give a vote to Snow Speeder. I think a Snow Speeder looks way cool. Uh, X Wing, take it out to Snow Speeder 3 2. Where did the TIE Fighter versus the Slave War? This, this is, is fucked up. No, this ain't even a contest. I know. This isn't this is hard for me. This is hard for me. The, yeah. I think both of these ships are awesome. Also, Vader's TIE Fighter is awesome. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that the Slave One probably has even more thought put into its design than the Millennium Falcon. The fact that it's like when you see it on the ground, it looks this particular way, and you think, "Wow, that's a crazy looking ship." And then you see Boba Fett get in it and essentially lay down, and then it sort of like stands up, and it's this vertically traveling ship that's crazier than anything else. In the I series. legitimately saw the Slave One sh- ship design. As a kid, and like, right? I know how it's supposed to fly, but as a kid, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? <laughs> I just think it's such a, because it's almost like a flying coffin. Like, it's so designed for Boba Fett and Han Solo and Carbonite. That's mm-hmm. the reason that ship yeah. exists. And it almost looks like a skull. There's so much about it. It's so interesting to me. Well, you could just go ahead and mark it down for Slave One. Is that two? Me and you? I'm a Slave One boat as well. Oh, there man. I'm gonna get one of the TIE Fighter. It comes flinging around in space and it's like, WAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAA
Uh, well, it probably could. could. Yeah, it's big enough to. But uh, it could, so here's it, the thing. But it couldn't follow the Millennium Falcon into an asteroid field. This is I'm gonna because it houses millions of people. Maybe I've I've talked about this on the show before. I don't know. The Kessel Run is not a test of speed. It's sure. a test of precision. It's right. an obstacle course around a black hole, which is why he says he can make the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, because that's how close he can get to a black hole without being, like, t- sucked in. That is the explanation for that. That's cool. Have we, it's a Millennium Falcon vote for me. Have we I seen think. a black hole in Star Wars universe? No. no. Uh, Could we see a, Star, a black hole in the Star I Wars I doubt universe? it. I, I think, really want that. I think there's... There'd have to be some crazy narrative justification. I'm also a Millennium Falcon vote. I'm gonna go Star Destroyer. It's hard. I think it's hard to fight for the Star Destroyer in this because the movies train you to cheer for the Falcon against the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I just think the concept of the Star Destroyer is this. You know, it's it's a it's a, a battle station that exists. In and of its own self. It never has to land. It never has to dock. It's its own economy. It's its own structure. That's baller to me. Forgive the comparison. The Millennium Falcon is the Indiana Jones of, of spaceships. Sure. I don't think... Yeah, that's more appealing to me than a big bad guy with a bunch of bad guys in it. <laughs> yeah, but it's Darth Vader. I think Darth Vader was on the, on the, on the big... He was uh, on a Super Star Destroyer, yeah. <laughs> super um, Star Destroyer. Where's your vote, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> Kind of a crappy name, though, guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your vote? My vote is from uh, the Falcon. Oh. I am also a Falcon vote. Fine. The Millennium Falcon takes out the Star Destroyer four to one. X-wing slave one. This is probably the most interesting matchup to me. Only one of them flies weird, and it's the slave one, and piloted by Boba Fett. Slave one vote. It's the coolest looking ship. It the X-Wing does ship. fly kind of The weird. X-Wing seems more mobile to me. Yeah, sure. But he's not about that. He's going to hunt you. He's not about shooting you down right away. He's going to hunt you. Where are our votes? They do a bit in the episode two where that thing like hides behind an asteroid by parking on it. The yeah. Slave One? Yeah. I don't remember that. I haven't seen episode two in so long. I haven't seen any of the previous. I remember episode two. I remember that scene in episode two really well because they do a really cool thing with sound design where it like shoot. I forget what it was called, but uh, basically it just the bomb before going off like sucks in all the sounds. It's completely blank. Sure, I know you're talking. And it just seismic charges or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. Seismic charges. I do remember that. And uh, I think at one point it parked behind an asteroid. But, like, because that thing is a vertically flying ship, it looked like it was, like, backed up against an asteroid. And then it just flies out behind, like, Slave One's so it's cool. Wild. Kind of a Slave cool One's idea. so fucking cool. Is that your vote, Jesse? I don't know. I'm a Slave One vote. Yeah. I've heard all I need to hear. Uh, the X-Wing's iconic. It's great. It's cool. But, honestly, I think the TIE Fighter should be here instead. Uh, so I'm going to vote Slave One. I don't think the TIE Fighter's better than the X-Wing. I do. I do, too. I'm going to vote Slave One. Barry, I'm, Jesse, where are votes? I feel like, yeah, I was hoping Type Fighter was going to make it through the same yeah, way. Because yep. <laughs> Slave One is, but when it comes down to the two, it's like, I don't, I, you know, the X-Wing is like the classic, but it's, I don't know if I enjoy it off. And I think, I think you sold me on the, uh, on the Slave One with, or I remember the, the episode two, I guess it was, yeah. And the whole seismic charges in the, through the asteroid mm-hmm. field. It's, 
it's cool. I like I think it's it was one of the one. only good scenes in that movie. Yeah, I, I'm slave one as well. Jesse, do you want to make it a sweep? I'm a slave one. Whoa! All right, slave one sweeps out the X wing five to nothing. We got the bronze match. Here we go, bronze match. Star Destroyer versus the X wing. That's an interesting matchup. Uh it's an yeah. X wing. It's an X wing. It's an X wing. I guess it's an X wing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not an interesting matchup. <laughs> You're going to have to get a real big toilet. Barry, <laughs> you joined us with the sweep? Yeah, X-Wing for sure. All right. I guess there that's it. Y'all remember when they called it the Death Star? How tacky a name is that? <laughs> X-Wing sweeps out the Star Destroyer. Five to nothing. Take third place. Millennium Falcon versus the Slave One. Whew. So this is like the quintessential matchup. Han Solo and Boba Fett. Yeah. One of these ends up in the other. <laughs> so, uh, no, they don't load the Millennium Falcon in there, dude. No, no, no. They, but they put Han Solo's oh, frozen body in like, there. I was like, that's no way. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a slave one. Uh, my dad built this awesome model when I was younger, and it there, there was something about it that I'd never seen the slave one really, except for in the movies, and that's the first time I got to see it in person. And when it was done, I dropped my jaw and said, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Drop one, dropped your draw? Dropped my drawer <laughs> and said, this is the craziest <laughs> thing and pointed my junk. Uh, uh, slave one, man. Also, I I do love Boba Fett. I don't, I don't care that it's... He's it's, not interesting. I get that he's intimidating, but who cares? He looks cool. He looks cool. I don't even think he's he looks probably cool. The, one of the best looking Star Wars kids. He has I, a jetpack. That's the only thing that's interesting about him. He has a jetpack. He has a missile on his back. He has the cool visor. That Why does he have a missile on his back? He What's has, he going to do with that? He has swords in his boots. He's got he the, survives the, the Sarlacc fuck? pit. He's got fucking flamethrower. He's got the crazy scarf thing. thing okay, or whatever that's all well and good. Have you seen Han Solo's face in Goofy Predicaments? Han Solo blows. Boba Fett doesn't make me laugh. Boba Fett doesn't make me care about him. Yeah. Well, then, then something's wrong with you. That's not Boba's fault. I do not give a shit about Boba Fett. The it's, Mandalorians are the coolest designs in I'm, Star Wars. It's not about Boba Fett. It's about the ship. That's true. The yeah. ship, you even agreed, Jesse, is... is a pretty great design. It is. It's intimidating. It's... I don't want to go up against that thing. I don't want to be chased by that thing. It sounds like we're trying to put the Slave 1 through. I am a Millennium Falcon. But I love the Slave 1. I think it's, in terms of like an alien outer space design that you've never seen anything like it, Slave 1 rules. The colors, the look, the design. Just, But I think... The fact that it flies the way it does. I think Millennium Falcon is way more indicative and iconic to what Star Wars is and what the general design philosophy is about how ships look in that universe. And the whole point of vehicles is what it's like to be inside the vehicle rather than what the vehicle looks like. That's not the whole point of vehicles. No, no. (laughs) Come on. And to me, Millennium Falcon's more of like you get your buddies in there, you get to hang out for like a week. Like, imagine if we could have made our road trip in a Millennium Falcon. Boba Fett does not have friends. I mean, yeah, that's, that's why he sucks. That is not why he sucks. I'm a slave one, though. Boba Fett got eaten by a giant mouth. And he gets out. And he does no, get out. That's not even canon. No. Yes, that is. It's that not is. canon. It is. It is not canon. They it took is. that out. It is. That's still in. Y'all fucking trip. Oh, okay. God. Jesse, where's your vote? I'm. 
at the end of the day, I would rather be inside the Millennium Falcon. So I'm a Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon boat as well. So, Barry, yeah. it is down to you. Jeez. It's tied up right now. Slave One versus Millennium Falcon. Which is the best Star Wars ship? If we, I mean, it's they're pretty much the opposite sides of, you know, again, you know, Han Solo ends up in the Slave One, that sort of situation. But, I don't know, the the Falcon's too iconic. Like, when when the new uh, trailer came out, when like the Falcon came across the screen, it'll, if you have a pulse, you <laughs> were fucking hyped. So the Millennium Falcon for me. That shot, uh, the Millennium Falcon going through hyperspace in that new trailer, uh, boy, that, that got to me. That's the thing. Yeah. In this in this new series of movies, it would be great to see a slave one. It would be awesome. What if Phasma has it? It would be incredible. Don't do that to me. It would be. In- it would be incredible to see oh. the slave one. Do you but, think that's a thing that could happen? It's a rumor. Wait, what? But it would be incredible to see the slave one in those new movies. But can you imagine if we didn't see the Millennium Falcon in those movies? It's going to blow up and they're all going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> First ten minutes of the movie. Spoiled, everybody. Just boom. All right. Sorry. So the Millennium Falcon is the best ship. For Star Wars fans, all the best 16 women. Who uh, saw that coming? Slave 1 is the second best. It should have been the first. Uh, <laughs> the X-Wing takes third. And the Star Destroyer is Dirty Toilet Water. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's sure. pretty much exactly what, what I expected. We're going to do this again, and Sandcrawler is going to get number one. We're you don't know. <laughs> Sandcrawler is going to be so huge in those new movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be the jam. Well... Thank you, Barry, for coming on the show this week. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you got going on? They, uh, we're playing. Uh, I'm playing a show this weekend in Kansas City with the Noise Guys, and playing in Chicago the next weekend at uh, Lincoln Hall. And uh, here in town in Kansas City, it's a record bar. So that's our Noise for Toys, which is like a Toys for Tots benefit show that we do every year. So Christmas party, Christmas covers, uh, bring a toy, and you get half off at the door. Uh, drunken Santa, feed him peppermint schnapps <laughs> all night. It's good times. Cool. There we go. So, so, so if you're in Kansas City, make sure you stop by or Chicago. Yeah. Or next Chicago. Week. Yep. Or Chicago the next week. Yeah, it's the 19th uh, in Chicago and uh, the 12th in uh, Kansas City. There you go. There you yeah. go. Well, thank you for coming on this week. Oh yeah, guys. Uh, good luck with everything over there on the on the coast. Hopefully, the weather's uh, treating you nicely over there. Yeah, it's, it's nothing but ice. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the worst. There was a volcano the first day. We had to You're not gonna believe this. It is we negative had to eighteen sleep right in now. a tauntaun. Nice. <laughs> I sleep in a tauntaun. I refuse. All right, guys. Well, well uh, give give me a shout if you're ever coming through uh, KC again. Appreciate sure it. Sure thing. All right. Sure thing. Later, guys. See Have a good you. one. Alright guys, well as always you can find us at BracketPodcast.com on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as BracketCast. If you like, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast client you do use. Just search for Bracket. Uh, Patreon update done live again. Uh, Brackets brought to you by Nick Driver, Andrew Kennedy, Jeff Criswell, Steve Paltrudy, Brandon Keiko, Zepp Wolf, Will Kuslaka, Mitch Albright, Kayla Smith, and Anarchy Marie. Hi, we just hung out with you. GX Barnett and Michael Zavala, we also just hung out with you. Say it in Bernie Sanders. Please. Yeah, let's hear oh. Bernie Sanders and give the Patreon oh. update. Oh. A droopy dog can do it. Bernie Sanders oh, can do it. I don't Fine. Uh, Bracket is brought to you by Nick Driver, Andrew Kennedy, Jeff Criswell, Steve Paul Taruni, Brandon Keiko, Zeppa Wolf. Am I reading this right? Zeppa Wolf, Rokos Laker, Mitch Albright, 
Taylor Smith, and Akeem Marie, GX Barnett, and again, Michael Zavala, thank you for your patronage. The country admires you. You're the real heroes. Bernie Sanders, everybody. Thank Goodbye. you, Bernie. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Have a good week. Uh, see Star Wars. We all gonna cry.